So I'm recording this intro from beautiful Brisbane uh, up in Queensland, Australia. Um, I spent the morning sitting out in the sunshine editing this episode, um, which this time of year, like mid-year in Australia, it's unheard of being able to sit out in the sunshine and, uh, and you know, sit there in, in a singlet and feel warm. Um, at least where I'm from anyway, being from Adelaide. Um, this afternoon, I'm of course traveling to the Gold Coast to, to help out at SHE, which is Australia's largest women's empowerment event. Um, I'll get to kick it with the likes of Kate Marie O'Brien, the founder of SHE, um, her partner, Henari O'Brien. Of course, they're bringing over Lorna Jane Clarkson, Constance Hall, Naomi Simpson, the co-founder of the Big Red Group for Shark Tank Australia. Um, Maxine Horn, founder of the Vita Group, Ashley Bynes. And of course, I think what I'm most amped about is catching up with uh, former guest and former client, Lauren Darlington. So uh, it's going to be a bit of a whirlwind couple of days for me. Um, who knows, maybe next week I'll be able to kind of fill you in on some of what I took away. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm preparing for a pretty full on week ahead or weekend rather. On to today's guest though, I am particularly amped to release this episode to you. Uh, I'm joined today by personal trainer Phoebe Taylor. It feels a bit odd referring to her as a personal trainer because I feel like she's so much more than that. Um, but Phoebe is someone who I connected with about six or seven years ago. Um, we went through a prep together for um, our fitness modeling competitions at the time and um, I have witnessed from afar Phoebe grow in leaps and bounds. Um, I have witnessed her become much more holistic in her perspective. And um, I got to say, she's really kicking ass in what she's creating through her work and for her clientele. And um, yeah, I feel I feel like a proud a proud friend to be able to watch her really step up. So yeah, you know what? I'm I'm gonna let Phoebe do the talking because I think that she can do a much better job um, than I can in explaining kind of where she's at and what she's up to in the world. So without further ado, episode 79 of the Live Free Experience podcast, joined by Phoebe Taylor. Let's get this show on the road. All right, Phoebe Taylor. Hey. I don't even know where to start with you. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking. So what six? Six years since yeah, we met? I think so. Six or seven? I it was seven. What was it? I it was seven, yeah. Same comp team? Yep, same um, comp team. How much have we grown since? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so much. Where do we start? I don't know, mate. I, um, what I love about you, there's so many things I want to ask you. What I love about you is that you're very holistic in your approach mm. to everything. So you focus on the physical stuff, obviously, with clients, but then, and I've watched you, like, add this in over the years, way mm. more of, like, the mindset stuff, way more of the, like, just general overview, the spiritual stuff, the meditation, mm. all of that. Mm -hmm. um, so, okay, why don't we start off? Tell the listeners a little bit about you. Let's go with that. Mm, cool. So I'm Phoebe Taylor. I'm a personal trainer, and uh, I work with women online. I do some personal training as well. Uh, I do focus on nutrition and 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 lifestyle behaviors and habits and um and obviously training and getting them really set up with the gym and understanding you know how to um get results sustainably and follow a training program that they love for results they're looking for mm -hmm. um and, and but also working working with 
you know, how they got there in the first place. Obviously, if someone is, for example, overweight, they got there for a specific reason. So kind of undercovering why, why and what beliefs they have around that. Um, and then helping them through that process so they can really become someone else by the end of the program. Beautiful. Mm. So we met, as I said, we met through like our, our fitness modeling prep. Mm-hmm. What led you, because I like, I've, I've witnessed your journey and kind of where you were at then, mm. and obviously you're in prep now. I assume that's okay to say. Yeah. That. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you're in prep now and like the you back then and the you I witness now are like completely different people. Mm-hmm. So can we kind of go through that? Like what initially made you want to compete mm. and then where are you at now? Yeah, cool. So I never wanted to compete. So when I first met Brianna, you, I, I went into this girl group thing wanting to just do a photo shoot at the end I never believed that I could ever achieve a a leaner body I just never did even though I was already skinny um I think I was looking for some structure back then and Mm -hmm. I was the only girl from the group that I remember that wasn't going to compete because I just wanted to do the photo shoot and um so I was following following sort of following I was like kind of you know doing what I could with the uh, discipline that I had when I first started. Um, but then I, yeah, four weeks out, I think I said to the, the coach, um, what if I could compete? Could I, could I actually do this? And she was like, yep, do it. Let's go. You got one comp here. And so I did it and then I won, which was really cool. Um, which I was never expecting. And then, and then I was just like really, I, I, hooked on the lifestyle I was like this is cool uh I liked how I had to work for something um but I was also using a fuel source of, of not feeling good enough mm-hmm. at the time so I was like well you know uh, I need to be better than this um I was still not un- I was still quite unhappy I was still looking in the mirror and tearing myself apart uh and I think that's probably where a lot of people are at so they achieve something still don't feel that great about it want expect more from themselves and then just keep going keep trying to tear themselves apart so and I guess from now I've done a lot of personal growth and um and I'm really in a great position to to compete from a loving space yeah which I'm really like loving yeah yeah I remember I think it was oh I reckon it was maybe like two weeks out from your comp and I can't remember what brought up the conversation but um I think I don't because you competed in a different comp to us. Hey, yeah, yeah. So you did WMBF. Yes, yeah. And um, and so I, I'd already competed, and I remember having the conversation with you around how you were like visualizing the win. Yeah, like, and so you're doing a lot of like meditation and stuff like that. Yeah, and that was the first. Yeah, I think that was like my first ever kind of insight into meditation. And like that stuck with me where I was like, really? Like that's a thing? Like people people meditate on like what they want to create, which is really cool because that's kind of your whole thing now. I love that, yeah. Um, yeah, so so you started that off for me. Wow. Um, I know you've done I know you've done a lot of um Joe Dispenza's work. Do you incorporate that into a lot of your stuff with clients? Massively. Yeah. yeah. So my beautiful friend and your beautiful friend, Sophia. Yes. So she's the one who really got me onto meditation in the beginning. So for that first prep that I did, um, she was coaching me with my with my mind stuff and around my limiting beliefs. I was like, you know, not not believing that I could ever achieve anything. Um, so she she's like, well, you want to do well? I was like, yes, I'll do whatever. She's like, we got to meditate. I was like, okay, I'll do it then. Um, and so I was doing these meditations, these Joe Dispenza, Dispenza meditations, um, the blessings of the energy centers, number one. And, um, 
the 45 minute meditations and I was definitely not meditating properly yeah. because, but during the meditations I would just start visualizing things yeah. and I would use that time to play and dream and be like, what if, you know, what if, and I yeah. just ask the universe like, what if, uh, and so yeah. And then I started to create my own meditations and I would like audio record my voice, um, playing out my day. So how yeah. I would feel throughout the day, like, you know, I wake up at this time and how I feel when my feet touch the ground and how I feel when my hand touches my cup. And, um, that was really powerful for me because it was felt like I could envision my day before it had happened yeah. and I could envision the stage before I had even been there. Um, and I could envision the win and how it would feel when I got the trophy. And it's cool because I played that out so many times in my head. It ended up happening. Yeah. Not in the way that I imagined it, but in a cooler way. Yeah. Um, and so obviously from there, I was like, like you, yeah, there's something in this. Hey, like I'm doing something cool here. I have to keep going. And obviously there's been a lot of patches throughout my life since then. I haven't meditated and I've just fallen off the wagon, you know, as you do with life. But I've always come back to it because I know that that's real. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, really cool story about that. So my second prep in 2014, I um, so I did some work with Sophia yeah. as well. And I remember like she was incorporating, well, we were incorporating a lot of the visualization um stuff during the prep and uh this this blew my mind this was the moment where I was like this shit is real yeah. um so Sophia was like like what do you want to look like what kind of build do you want to you know like what what do you want people to think of you when they see you on stage mm. and I remember you from your first comp and I was like I want to kind of look like I, I want to have Phoebe's look oh. from behind right <laughs> and it was so funny because back then, like, I had the long blonde extensions and whatever else. Yeah. And um, after my comp, I had – there was a photo of me in the lineup and, like, from behind. And, of course, you know, like, long blonde curled extensions and whatever else. And um, I showed – post-comp, showed Sophia the photo. And she's like, oh, that's a gorgeous photo of Phoebe. What? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, what, what comp was that of Phoebe's? Because I was wearing, like, a red um, like a red sportswear outfit. And she's like, I don't that's remember right. that one of Phoebe's. Think, and so she thought I was you and I was like holy shit because literally <laughs> it was like yeah my vision was that I wanted to to look like That's you so humble. <laughs> so nice. but I couldn't believe it that like Sophia had thought mistaken me for you Whoa, like that's full on. yeah Oh my god! So that's so nice. That that sold me. I was like, this stuff works. It does. It hundred yeah. percent does because it changes your brain and it yeah. makes you well. Your brain doesn't believe doesn't even know or recognize what is a memory or yeah. what is um, or what is a visualization or a dream. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. How cool. That's amazing. Yeah, it blew my mind. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So it's definitely something to incorporate. Absolutely. Everyone should be. So are you using that? Um, like I know you've said, obviously you've used it for comps and you're using it now in prep. Totally. Do you use it for other aspects of life as well? Uh, yeah, definitely. Of like money, finances, how I want my career to feel. Um, because I think for a long time I had a perceived idea that I should be working hard. Um, and so I put a lot of that energy into working hard, but I was like, well, and I was getting quite stressed. And in, in this house, especially with Lee, I, we're not allowed to use the O word. My O word is overwhelm. Yeah. Um, and I'm very used to, I'm like a type A person where I have to do all the time and it's not necessarily good for anyone. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. And so I started to think, well, like, what if in my career I could just start being relaxed? Yeah. And so feeling how it feels to be relaxed in my career and having abundance um, come easily, um, working with people that 
like just love it and apply and and that's cool and I think that's really happened ever since I really started posing the question and yeah. feeling how that would feel in a career that is flowing and not one where I have to grind and you know um be overwhelmed yeah because that's how I felt for a lot of the, my time yeah. yeah cool do you resonate with that as yeah, well yeah totally yeah definitely. and I think we all have this idea that we have to work hard to earn yes and it's not really like that's a false like that's something that I know that I've learned from a young age where I had to show um how hard I've worked to my parents as an yeah. example yeah. To, to actually deserve yeah where it's not yeah. yeah it's not correct yeah yeah I've definitely had to retrain myself because I love my work like mm. I would I would happily like I'd be sitting here right now with you having this exact same conversation if I didn't get paid a cent for oh, it yeah. you know what I mean like it's um my, like all of my work i I do it regardless. Mm -hmm. I'm just lucky that well, no, I'm not lucky. It's it's not luck, but mm. um, I'm grateful that I've been set up or I've set myself up rather with the opportunity to get paid to do something I love. But yeah. like I've had it fed to me through um, probably my parents in the sense that they didn't know better, mm -hmm. um, and also society as a whole that like if. You don't, if it doesn't feel like hard work, you're not working hard. Exactly. And so doing something I love, for a long time I had this level of guilt of like, totally. oh, I'm not working hard enough because I'm not stressed and I'm not hating this and I'm not, it doesn't feel like a grind. Yep. So I've really had to kind of reprogram that thought to, it doesn't have to feel horrible, no. you know, like I do work hard, but I love it. So it doesn't feel like hard yeah. work, you know. I love that. Yeah. I feel this, yeah. It's, it's really... It's really exciting to know that you can actually change that when you want to. And the same thing when it comes to the gym. I mean, I think a lot of clients, they, they may have a perceived idea that the gym is really hard and mm. it's really uncomfortable. Uh, but if you reprogram it to be like, this is this is really healthy and loving for my body mm. and pushing me in a direction um, of you know, exciting results and you can just change it if you would like to. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you said the first prep was very much from the perspective of, like, the underlying, mm. I guess, general vibe of not enoughness mm. and obviously it's very different now. Mm. What, what do you put that down to? Like, has that been something that you've kind of consciously had to continuously work on or? Absolutely. Yeah. God, yeah. I think and I was even speaking to a client about it this morning, it has to be something which you embody into your life every day, you know, in some small way, whether it be some affirmations or a meditation or some journaling or just checking in on yourself. It's something which does require work. So, you know, otherwise your mind will run around aimlessly like it's a zoo because, you know, it's what it does. Your body, your mind wants to keep you safe right here, right now in this homeostasis and doesn't really want to move. But it's your job to become uncomfortable to to really start pushing mm -hmm. those boundaries out, I believe, to actually, like, elicit growth. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it does require work to keep, like, your focus there. And I know that if I was to not do certain rituals and routines, that it could, my mind could definitely start slipping into not enoughness mm -hmm. and all those sorts of things. Because I think um, as a society, we're constantly fed these things from media and, you know, bus stops or whatever, and it's, you know... Um, yeah, it's just our, our job to become uh, at a bird's eye level at this and to see mm -hmm. what it really is, um, which I think is just mindfulness. Yeah. 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 I love what you called it there, the bird's eye level. Mm. Um, yeah, I often think of it as like it's really easy when you're in it mm -hmm. to, and when you're staying in it to like really 
yeah, just struggle with whatever you're experiencing. But the second you kind of take that step back and you can kind of like, it does, it feels like looking down on it. Mm-hmm. It suddenly it's, it's, you're able to assess with logic and, and see it for what it really is rather than how you feel it to be. Exactly. I think yeah. it's just like you're disembodying the feeling because you're not, you're not actually it. Yeah. It is not you. You can now become separate of. You're the observer. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And I think, and that's a skill and an mm. art that I don't have nailed down, mm. but it's something that I think everyone should be working at because that would help a lot of, that would, that just pulls you out of the pain. So when someone triggers you and says something to you, which makes you feel bad, you have an opportunity to rise above and be like, okay, this is how I'm feeling. Maybe this is a wound for me. Um, and what is that? For, what is the gift here or something? You know, yeah. there's always learnings. Yeah. Mm. So you're, I know you're really big on like um, morning routines and mm. that kind of thing. Yeah. Can you fill us in a little bit on that? Totally. So mine change all the time. Yeah. Uh, so my partner, he's he's incredible with his morning routines. Um, what we'll be speaking about. So, you know, he has a cold shower for five to seven minutes, like freezing cold, you know, does cardio for 30 minutes. Um, you know, there's lots of different things we can add in. Um, and we, we'd like to both talk together about, you know, how we're going to set our morning up because we believe our morning is the most precious time of the day where we can really set our energy and our intentions for the day. Um, and I'm never perfect. Like, I mean, I, I've stuck with things for a long time and then I've not stuck with things. And I've sat back and wondered why I haven't been feeling so great or perhaps I've been feeling the O word. I've been feeling my overwhelm. <laughs> and Lee's like, yeah, it's because you're not meditating, dude. I'm like, yeah, fuck. Um, I hope I can swear. <laughs> yeah. But, um, So, yeah, like I think for me at the moment, my routine is um, I don't check social media until I like I choose a time. But what I do is I sit up in bed and at the moment I'm not doing a Joda Spencer meditation, um, mainly because I have quite a lot of work to do and I don't want to. Uh, make that as, a, as an excuse but I do make sure I schedule time in the in the in the morning for to reset my mind so what I do is I put a song on and I just realign my energy centers yeah and so that makes me feel really good uh, and I just set an intention for the day or like some small um, um, like a prayer for the day um, or I'm people I'm thinking about that I'm really wanting to send love to um, or parts of my body that I'm wanting to send love to and I just check in with it um sometimes my heart gets a little bit funky so I just kind of tidy that up energetically and my throat's a bit weird so you know I just also need to make sure that I'm here on the planet as in my feet are grounded um I found that when I went to Joe Dispenza's last retreat was magical um but I found when I got home I was sort of like I I just I felt so moved by the whole experience um that being on this earth was I don't know but kind of challenging for me Mm. I was like this is way too harsh for me yeah way too harsh people are oh like I just really wanted to just be home and be in my safe space in my meditation because to me that was real that was so much realer because the love that I felt was so like it's infinite so it's Mm -hmm. just overwhelming um but I also recognize that I'm here on planet earth and I need to be here for Mm -hmm. a reason so yeah that's sort of like my morning routine I guess do the the song with my energy centers and then just like put music on g myself up for the day yeah 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 I love what you said there about um sending love to parts of your body and this was I remember you did a story on this and I was like we totally have to jam on this on the podcast um I'm trying to think how you worded it in in your Instagram story um 
it was something around like when you come from a place of love, you kind of you get to decide how you show up physically. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that was kind of that was my interpretation of it. Um, and I know for me, through my different preps, I mean, I remember my first prep. Um, it was like you from a place of not enoughness, and um, it was like the general vibe of general vibe of it was forceful, mm. like. I'm going to stick to this diet to the absolute T and like force my body to look the way I want it to. And funnily enough, as a result, I stressed myself out so much that like my cortisol was way up, inflammation was way up and it showed like on stage. I mean, I look back at photos and I'm like, my body was just like a, Mm -hmm. a vessel of inflammation from, you know, how much I'd stress myself up out about it. And then the the following prep in 2014 came from a much more balanced perspective where it was like, it was almost like, and this isn't to say that prepping was easy, but in comparison to the last prep, it was like, this is so cruisy. Like my body's just doing what I want it to. Mm -hmm. And then, um, as I said to you, like I I prepped, I started a prep again last year, um, didn't end up getting on stage, but that was like effortless. You know, and um, the difference was where I was at, where it was no longer about forcing. It was I'm already enough, mm-hmm. but let's see how far I can push myself from a place of love. I love that. Yeah. I love that. And I think I really hope that people who are looking to go on stage can hear this because I think you can definitely get on stage from a level of total enoughness. Yeah. Um, but you need to have that all sorted out before mm. I think a lot of girls maybe see the photos and think oh that that could be me then maybe I'll be worthy or maybe people will love me then or whatever mm-hmm. it is maybe I'll love myself then and it's just not real mm-hmm. um and you 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 won't find true happiness there and you'll end up going further mm. back than mm. you ever thought before so yeah 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 like I think it can be can be comfortable Mm. and it can be a really great experience yeah Mm. even like my first prep I was so focused on I'm not there yet I'm not there yet I'm not there yet that I actually missed out on all the fun of being in like this really lean body and so you know I remember going like like I'd see girls at the gym or whatever in a crop top and I'd be like oh I can't do that yet because my abs aren't visible. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I went through the whole prep and, like, as as you know, you kind of you go back to your regular build post-comp. And mm-hmm. so when I went back to being regular, for lack of a better term, it was like, oh, I missed out on all that fun. Yeah. And then the second prep I was still – I was a little bit more willing to, you know, like just enjoy where I was at, but it was still like mm, my abs aren't, aren't there yet. Like they're not visible enough yet. So, yeah. um yeah, you know, I'm not I'm not willing to really enjoy the body. Yeah. Um, whereas the the last one last year was like the whole way I was like, hell yeah, you know, like I'm I'm gonna show it off because like, yeah, at all stages, you know. Um yeah, I guess it's that difference of, of the energy. And people feel yeah, it, hey. They do. Yeah. They do. Yeah. Like I did a photo shoot earlier this year with Nelson, which was so fun, but that was I was I was eighty kilos then. I mean, I have a really good shape because I have muscle, 
but I was still not lean. And yeah. that was very out of my comfort zone for me. But it was also awesome because I was like, my, I love my body. Like, yeah. My body's fucking sick. Yeah. Like, yeah, body. Like, <laughs> even though I knew that it wasn't going to be the finishing product, I was still, like, so stoked for it. Yeah. And I was so stoked with – I was like, this is huge for me because, you know, I'm, this is my first photo shoot where I am – you know, showing skin um, wasn't like a sexy one. It was just like one in the in the park with uh, in the botanical garden. Is that so in cool. the hippie pants? I yeah. love that photo shoot. Oh, it was so fun. Um, but it was just such a cool moment for me because I was like, I'm doing this and I'm not shredded. Yeah. And you can have so much fun in your regular body yeah. just like by loving it up. Yeah. And giving it what it needs and the attention that it deserves. Um, and like show it off, man. Like, yeah. Get it out because it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. I um that and that's one thing I I so vibe. So vibe with about you mm. that um. Like I think people, as you said, they look at fitness models and they go, once I get there, then I'll I'll be loved or you know I'll be good enough or whatever it may be, and um, you know I mean obviously a lot of I guess the general population do look at fitness models or bikini models or figure models or whatever as the um go to or the the experts on physique Mm. um but we don't see what goes on behind the scenes and I mean you would know it as well from the industry that there are a lot of people who physically look like they've got it all together um and they're able to maintain it but mentally and emotionally like they're struggling um and so I think like it's so important to have people like yourself who are out there Mm working on the behind the scenes stuff and you know kind of showing that like like yeah it's cool it's cool to work on the physical side of things and it's cool to want to you know aesthetically look a certain way but what if you kind of filled in all the gaps behind the scenes as well you know yeah yeah yeah, I totally agree but that's the most important thing yeah that's the thing sort of carrying you through the rest of your life yeah you can have a physical body and you can definitely make changes and I don't think um there's anything wrong with wanting to make changes and um your physical body and and improve your health as well you can do that in a really healthy way but um your mind is the real thing and that's that's your energy so you know when you see those beautiful people who perhaps have some weight on them but they're so confident and they're so body loving and you're like that is sexy yeah i want that and and you don't even the body is nothing because it's just like that person is just so attractive yeah that's that's the most juicy thing ever and i think if you can you can have that energy and if you can keep working on that as well as transforming your body your body just happens like you said it just totally it's it's a smooth movement totally Mm. yeah and I mean even I I was having this conversation um the other day with a friend around presentation and I think the biggest wake-up call for me was as I said like back when I first prepped it was so much about when I get the outside right then I'll feel right on the inside (laughs) um and it kind of became like this this downward spiral of not feeling okay on the inside, yeah. which meant I didn't feel right on the outside, which meant I didn't feel right on the inside, right? Whereas, um, and again, coming back to the, the conversation around presentation is everything, mm. I actually disagree with that because mm. um, I, I said on my Instagram story the other day that some of my most important meetings and the times when I've signed like major business mm. deals have been coincidentally when I'm like I'm literally wearing socks and thongs. I love that. But what it's been is that it's not about how I've shown up physically. It's about at those times I've been in a really good space 
mentally and energetically and that's the stuff people feel you know and so I think people tend to get hung up on how they look externally and they disregard that like people feel your energy before they they you know like the way you look is irrelevant when the energy hits you first right absolutely I love what you said the other day that was so great so spot on yeah Yeah, it's it's perfect it's um and I, I yeah I really hope that people start to understand how important that is and if they can start showing up as their true self and just being them yeah. that's that's what's attractive yeah um, people can just fully accept themselves and be themselves and it's yeah. not as easy as just saying okay I accept myself like there's yeah. actually work involved but you can do it yeah like, anyone can yeah, yeah totally cool okay so um when's the comp so my comp is nine weeks away cool. in the Gold Coast and then yeah. uh, 12 weeks till New Zealand yeah which would be awesome. Cool. So what's uh what's things looking like between now and then? Like is it just still coasting along or are you are, are there like what's what's the prep run yeah. us through it? So um the prep is good. I mean I I love my food. I'm flexible dieting so I can change my food whenever I want every yeah. day. I'm a creature of habit so yeah. I love consistency. Yeah. Um I change my meals every couple of weeks. Yeah. Um just for a fresh start. I think it's important for the muck the the gut microbiome to have different foods and stimulus and all that sort of stuff um but i love flexible dieting it makes me feel like i'm not restricted and this is what i practice with my clients it's very important that they understand that they know how to eat rather than just what to eat that that creates sustainability for the future um but for me yeah i mean i'm doing two hit sessions a week which i love um, my weights, my, my weight sessions, I'm doing six sessions a week, which is quite a lot for me. So in my normal um, day-to-day life, I'd be doing five, but you know, six sessions a week of, of training is good. I'm still lifting really heavy. Um, surprisingly, I think I've always had the excuse in my head when I previously prepped, like, Oh, you know, I haven't got many, I'm still eating enough food, but you know, because I've been on lower calories in the past, I've made the excuse that, um, you know, I don't have enough food in me to train hard, but I do. And yeah. it's all in your mind. Yeah, it's totally. 100% in your fucking minds. Like, I'm lifting as heavy now as I was when I was eating at my maintenance, you know, yeah. or my surplus. So, um, yeah, like, I love my training. It's all it's all going really well. Cool. Yeah. I love, like, having spent time with you way back for your first prep. Mm. I love the difference in your energy around oh, really? it. Like I remember, and I, I hope this isn't too personal yeah. to kind of share with the listeners, but like I remember having the conversations with you about, fuck, this is hard. Yeah, man. And like how drained we felt. And like even, I even remember um, you and I caught up post-comp for a training session and it was mm. like, man, like, you know, we're having the discussion around just how like I guess fucked our heads were totally. around like body image and food and all of that and trying to get back to like on track and getting yeah. it right and all of that mm-hmm. um whereas now you know you're like yeah two hit sessions a week which i love like yeah. the energy is so different it is it's so different and i think as well like back then um i know that i would personally feed off um you know like venting like oh it's so yeah, hard. yeah yeah and you can really go down spiral and i yes. think i was just looking for people to to to, to who got me as well yeah, and yeah. i was like yeah this is fucked because i felt like it had to be hard. Yeah. I think yeah. from the, what the industry has, well, you know, kind of what the industry, what the industry was kind of saying was that, you know, it is grueling and it has to be hard and you have to make all these, yeah. you know, sort of sacrifices. And yes, there are sacrifices, but it doesn't need to be tough. You don't yeah. need to have 
issues with cognitive function. You don't yeah, need yeah. to have don't need to be an asshole like yeah. you can actually be a really great person just because you'll be hungry doesn't give you the right to be yeah and i think that i um i really fed into my, my myself i fed into my own stories yeah and i was like i felt a bit of hunger and i was like oh my god it's it's really bad when it wasn't really that bad yeah. I, I just didn't have the tools and skills back then to be able to rise above and to be mindful of the fact that okay, my body's looking for energy and it's very normal to feel some hunger, but yeah. I'm not going to die. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And I think uh, I just felt I was I was probably in an immature space where, um, you know, you know that in space. Yeah. I, I just know myself personally back then. I just – I was really struggling as well with my um, – my inside, like how I felt about myself. And yeah. I think the whole thing was just really unhealthy for yeah, me. Yeah. Um, and that's why I think it's so important for anyone who wants to do this sort of stuff to, to check themselves first, like yeah. to work with a coach like you, like to get their head in the right yeah. space where yeah. they are really in a line alignment with, you know, who they really are and what yeah. they want out of the experience because yeah. you can lose weight and you can change your body and you don't need to go on stage. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think, just making sure that it doesn't need like look i think my first prep was hard yeah and it was actually really hard yeah like for me personally i think well for me it was pretty intense um and i know there are what like there are healthy ways to do it which we're doing now like you, yeah. know, you did last year yeah i'm doing now and it's sustainable yeah so i think you're making sure that you are actually looked after by a coach to get you to the goal in a safe way is really yeah. important yeah and to make sure that you're under a coach who is really mindful about how your mind is as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, I know for me, like, um, I think it it kind of it comes back to what we were saying around, you know, like if it's hard work. My belief back then was if it's if if I feel like I'm working hard and it feels like a slog, then like it was kind of my badge of honor. Yeah, man. Of like, man, like I'm. This prep is so hard. Totally. So like, look at me. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I must be good enough because I'm fucking grinding here to make this happen. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, yeah, I guess, I guess, the last couple of years for me, it's been like, well, why don't I just cut out the middleman and just own that I'm already good enough? Yeah. And then it doesn't have to be hard to prove that I'm good enough. Then it's just cruisy, you know. And it's that. just for the love of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a really good way of putting it. I love that. And you're right. The whole badge of honor thing. I totally had that. I was just like, yeah, I'm prepping. Like, I don't know what sort of ego situation was ruling me, but I think <laughs> I had this idea that it had to be hard yeah. and that I was awesome because look how much I was pushing yeah. myself. Like I had it in me to be able to push myself past the point where I thought I was going to faint. Like yeah. I can do that. Like, yeah. I, can, I can do that and more. I'll faint every day. I don't care. Um, You know, I can be that extreme, but it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Like, it's just so, yeah. so stupid. I remember having, because um, I was PTing back then, mm. and I remember having, I like, I slap myself now. Like, where was my head at? Um, where, I, yeah, I remember having this PT client, and I talked myself into, like, uh, that the calorie deficit was so, and it, it wasn't really that intense, mm. but I talked myself into this mindset of, like, this is so hard. Mm mental fog, fatigue, like it's hard to move because I'm so fatigued and blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. And I remember PTing this client having to sit down yeah. because I was getting head spins. And I remember like her saying to me like, are, are you okay? Like like I'm meant to be the one, you're training me, like I'm meant to be the one who's 
having to sit down because I'm tired, not you. Mm. And I remember being like, oh, like internally, she just doesn't get it. Like yeah. she doesn't get the level of sacrifice, you know, as a, as a fitness model. <laughs> and now I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. like do you think it was real? Because sometimes I think back and I'm like, I wonder if those experiences were actual true physical um, symptoms or if it was in my head. Because – I don't know because I think like I'm like I fed myself these stories yeah. and it was really hard and so it became hard. Yeah. But I wonder if it was actually hard. Yeah. I no, I do think that. <laughs> yeah. Because even like my second prep, I mean, I remember hitting ridiculous PBs seven days out from mm. comp, and that was like totally went against my whole belief system that it had to be hard and that you had to be fatigued and weak. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there I was, you know, the, the very next year, like seven days out hitting huge PBs, you know, like yeah. stuff where I was like, fuck, like I didn't even know the human body could lift that much. Um, and so, yeah, and I guess it was just a difference of where I was at mentally. So, yeah, I kind of, I do question it whether like was it that difficult or did I just tell myself it was that difficult and so it was kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy totally yeah and we're that powerful like yeah. our brains and our language is that powerful which yeah is, I think why we all need to be so mindful of how we speak to ourselves yeah. and and what we think we're gonna what are we feeding like yeah yeah because even for me like I noticed um even recently when my, my calories were first dropped and I was like oh oh my god oh my god <laughs> and I had this real internal battle in my head and I was just like you know, I had all these thoughts. It was so interesting watching my thoughts. And I was like, my first thought was like, he's against me. My coach hates me. Um, <laughs> what is my, you know, my coach, maybe he's not qualified. Like all these things, which were all false. And he's doing what has to be done so I can get the result that I'm paying him for, which I'm wanting. But, you know, because there has to be that element of, um, you know, it's just, it's just so interesting. And I struggled with that for a few days. And then I had to accept that something just clicked, you know, yeah. and you're like, okay, well, what am I feeding? Yeah. Um, and so I chose the path that I'm on now. And it's just so easy Yeah. because of, I believe my language and my thoughts around it now. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. around food, mm. what do you do now? Like we've had, we've had the discussion around kind of taking that step back and looking like observing rather mm-hmm. than being in it. Mm-hmm. Um, when you get cravings and stuff like that or, you know, there is the the moment, I assume they still pop up for you. I know yeah, they did for me totally. last year, um, the craving to kind of go off the plan or whatever. Mm. Um, how, how do you kind of manage them? Um, in terms of cravings, honestly, I haven't had many cravings. I've gone out to lots of dinners recently um, where I haven't eaten and I've been watching people eat, which is fine for me. I feel like when I'm focused, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. Um, there has been some cravings lately for some sweeter things, but when I do have that, I guess factor it in, um, yep. some protein powder or like a smoothie or, you know, yogurt or even some ice cream. I'm yep. fine with that. Um, you know, I can still have all those foods and feel really good, but I find that myself personally, um, the less sweet things that I eat, the less I will want them. Yeah. Um, because you can train your taste buds. So I have a lot of clients who say, I just, I'm so addicted to sweet things. And you'll find that if you just stop having as much sweet things, you just don't want them as much. Same thing with salt, like all those flavorings, um, the, the more you have, the more you'll want them. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like I, I find all I'm really looking for and craving is just more quantity. Yeah. So like, you know, when I have a high, high carb day, I'll just go like crazy on more veggies and salads and pumpkin or potato or rice. That's all I'm really looking for. But 
at the end of the day, I know that what I'm doing is um, is for a result. So I, it does require and demand some sacrifices to some degree, yeah. which is, of course, food, yeah. um, which is cool, you know, yeah. and like, they'll always be there. Like rice isn't going to disappear off the planet. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I found for me, like last year, it was um, – it was cool when, cause I like, I'm a sweet tooth. Mm-hmm. So I'd get that a lot through prep where it was like, I just want chocolate or whatever. Mm-hmm. And in the years before that, particularly the first prep, it was like, I want chocolate. Oh my God, I can't have chocolate, but I yeah. fucking want chocolate, mm-hmm. but I can't have it. And then it was like this big downward spiral. And like, I'd get really connected to the fact that I couldn't have what I wanted. Yeah. And then like that just kind of, um, you know, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for, kind of expanded the the connection to the feeling, right? Um, whereas last year it was like, okay, well, I'm craving chocolate. Why am I craving chocolate? Totally. You know, and it, immediately it's kind of that that step back. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it was, I, I, I kind of, I guess I became really hyper aware of the fact that it wasn't actually my body wanting it. It was that I wanted the associated feeling of it. Exactly. And so a lot of the time, like, Last year it was I'd be wanting chocolate because it was cold. Mm -hmm. And so, like, in my brain I've got this association that, like, chocolate equals warmth and comfort. Mm -hmm. And so it would be, you know, when business was stressful or it's cold outside or whatever, it was like, oh, yeah, like, chocolate, comfort, you know. And so, yeah, I I guess I realised by taking that step back and taking an outsider's or an observer's perspective Mm -hmm. that it's not actually about the food. It's about the associated feeling. And that's really cool because then you can kind of go, okay, well, how can I get that same feeling I'm seeking but in a a way that's still in alignment with the goal, you know, and it might have been something as simple as, okay, well, I'll go chuck another jumper on or I'll go, you know, Mm -hmm. get a blanket or whatever and get my warmth and comfort that way rather than falling into something like going and having a chocolate binge, which would ultimately, you know, Take me a step away from my goals. I love that. You're so yeah. spot on. And you're right. I think my first couple of comps, like you, I would like obsess over yeah. remember the food porn pages and things. <gasps> People would send you these like peanut butter, ridiculous desserts. And you'd be like, oh my God. Yeah. Um, and and because you couldn't have it, then yeah. you wanted it. And that rebellion would sort of like kick in and you start thinking like, well, why me? You have that sort of like, um, you know, the world's against you yeah, sort of yeah, feeling. Yeah. And it's just it's just crazy. But at the end of the day, you know, you, you've made a choice. Like, you've yeah. made a choice to do something. Um, and, and you're right. It's the association we have to that food. So I'm the same with you with the cold. You know, even yeah. yesterday I had to check myself because, um, you know, there was a pattern there. I was like, oh, how good would a pasty be? Oh. <laughs> and then I was like, why do I actually want a pasty? Oh, it's because it's cold and yeah. I'm, I'm wanting comfort. And like yeah. you said – Okay, put another jumper on, drink some yeah. water because I'm actually just really thirsty and um, and then ask myself what emotions am I feeling? Yeah. Um, a lot of my clients who struggle with the binge eating cycle even, if they can get in before the cycle starts and ask themselves what am I actually feeling? Yeah. It's like, are you feeling boredom? Are you feeling unfulfillment? Are you feeling loneliness or mm. sadness? Like there's an emotion there which is being unfulfilled and it's mm. not food. Like food doesn't love you back. Yeah. It's not going to solve the problems. So what is that there? So it's really cool. So yeah. The psychology of food is so interesting. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. It's uh food's such a such an emotional thing. Mm-hmm. Um in terms of, you know, we do, we create these associations to it. And they're they're generally un- unconscious. I like I know for me, uh, I'm a sucker for hot chips, mm-hmm. always have been, because that was like 
that was like the family thing back in the day, you know. I'm a sucker for Coca-Cola because that was like the the family treat. Like we'd go out and we'd get um, hot chips and Coke, right? So, you know, for me, that's that's my way of getting connection. Mm-hmm. Um, but now knowing that and having that awareness, mm-hmm. I can now make the decision of like, do I want hot chips and Coca-Cola or do I want can can I fulfill that in in a different way? I love that. Yeah, it's like an empowered, conscious decision. Yeah, but it takes like it's like meditation. It's yeah. like training in the gym. Like it takes work and commitment to like to practice that yeah. mindfulness. Yeah. Um, but if you can just start now, like yeah. with anything, even if it's to do with um, you know, being cold or um, any experience you feel like separating yourself from it because yeah. you're not actually. You're not actually the craving. The craving is there. Yeah. You know, what are you going to do about that? You have two different paths. Yeah. Um, so cool. Even like um, I remember vividly a moment last year in the prep where, um, as I said, like Coca-Cola is my thing, right? Yeah. And so I had a bottle in the fridge because I'd like allow myself some of the sugar-free, like the Coke Zero every now and then. And I remember like mindlessly going to the fridge and just taking a big swig out of the bottle. And I remember like as I was mid-swig, I was like, fuck. Like I didn't check myself beforehand. Mm. But the cool thing was like I could still check myself after. Yeah. And that was actually what got me the awareness, you know. Like Mm. even though I wasn't kind of, I guess, quick enough to step in in between and take that step back before I took the swig, Mm -hmm. um, it was after that I went, okay, well, what was that? Like, where'd that come from? What fueled that? Why was it just something that was just a mindless, you know, behavior? Mm. Um, and then that kind of became the rabbit hole that I went down. And, and, and that's where I've found that awareness of, for me, it was about connection. It was, wow. you know, in that moment feeling lonely. Okay, well, I'll get, I'll get my sense of connection through an association. Um, cool. Yeah, so I think people kind of, um, in my experience because I've done this myself and I've watched other people do it, mm. people tend to like behave in a way that they they don't want to behave and then they beat themselves up about it, totally. which then kind of triggers a whole heap of other behaviours that they don't want to, to do, right? Whereas if we can kind of go, okay, well, it's done, rather than beat myself up about it, why don't I use it as an opportunity to reflect and, and, and look at, okay, well, why did that occur, Yeah, you know? That's powerful. Yeah, because then you break the cycle. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where are you heading? Where? Oh. What's 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 the goal? Like, is there? Because I mean, obviously, post prep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What's yeah, what's Phoebe so, Taylor aiming for? <laughs> well, after in general. prep, uh, I've got a Vietnam trip in December, which I'm so excited about because, like, my partner and I, we haven't had a holiday for a long time, so that'll be cool. Um, and then, other than that. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> might be needing to like hit you up sometime because I've um created a bit of a year plan for me and I'm looking to be completely online and um I'm wanting to move to Bali Ooh. for a little while. Cool. So I know that's like the thing to do, but my my mum has some um, friends in Bali and I just love Bali, man. Yeah. So I just want to get over there and just do something that I've always wanted to do. Um, you know, whether it be Bali or Thailand, I just want to get over and just be in the warmth yeah. and ride scooters and drink green smoothies and then teach to my clients. And that's, that's what's really exciting for me. Um, yeah. So I'm really excited to just really expand my, my amazing group of women online who are just thriving with, they know how to train, they know how to eat, they're getting awesome results. They can check in with themselves. Like that's, it's really cool for me to, to be a part of. I'm also working on some um, 
every month I'm wanting to, I haven't actually spoken about this yet, I'm looking to create a charity event once a month for women oh. to come and do some training with me um, and, and learn and maybe have like a bit of a workshop or seminar about a topic. Um, I'm really excited to start that. So that'll start in the next month or so. Um, other than that, I'm just in the middle of creating some eBooks, which would be cool. cool. So, um, you know, the clients that perhaps um, aren't in the position right now to work with me, they can still learn some really cool, um, you know, really awesome information for the future in terms of nutrition and just getting some things, um, you know, organized in that realm mm -hmm. and, and just some, some, yeah, I'm just kind of, I've got lots of things kind of going on, but lots of work to do, but I, I'm loving it. So yeah, that's yeah. what's happening. Yeah. So what's, uh, what's, what's the why behind it all? What's the message? Oh man, I think my why is, well, I think for a lot of us and I'm sure yourself and a lot of people who are doing this sort of job, it's just that we we really wish that we had someone like us to be able to lead us when we were yeah. like that. You know, I, yeah. I really truly wish that I came across myself when I was first yeah. really wanting to change my body. And I wish that I came to someone like me who who has been through it all, who understands it all, and now has all the knowledge about to share because um, there obviously there's no... There's no one, like one right way to do things, but I definitely know and understand that definitely the the not right way to do things. And I truly believe that if you can find a sustainable lifestyle that you can imagine yourself on for the rest of your life, that's perfect. Yeah. And and that requires some time to yeah. file down. But if you have the education around nutrition and you know how to train and you got some really awesome tools up your sleeve to check yourself you're you're gonna you're gonna do great things and then it's a matter of just patience yeah and um that's my why i just want to be able to educate and teach you know everything that i know so that people can live their fullest life because can you imagine a world where people love themselves mm. that's like that, that that just be beautiful yeah. just be can you it just be amazing <laughs> I, I so connect that. with that yeah. I'm like, oh. it would just it would just everyone would just be so happy yeah. and everyone would be so loving and giving and yeah yeah yeah. Mm. Cool. I feel that. Oh, okay. <laughs> so exciting. <laughs> I just feel like we're on the way to doing this. It's just I get super passionate about it. Yeah. Because I um you know and, and my clients would probably know I get I probably get a little bit too excited with them because I'm just like. It's, it's just every single time a, a client starts to fly, it's just, yeah. it's just the best. And when you know their struggles and you can see yourself in them and you like, it's like a mini version of you and you just want to love them up and give them everything that you know, um, they're going to now inspire all of their friends and then their mum and their sister and maybe yes. even their partner. And then that's that ripple effect, which yeah. is so real. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love that. The, the ripple effect when, um, you get feedback from a client that, that a friend or their mum or someone's gone out and do, done something and you can see that it's directly because of, of their shift. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's that first step, like you said, it's the, it's the bravery yeah. of putting yourself first or doing something uh, that you've always wanted to do and people see that. Yeah. Whether it be on social media or your partner or people at work and yeah. people are like, what are you doing? Yeah. That's what you're doing. You're like, you're different over there. Like, I want some of that. Yeah. I had someone yesterday say to me in passing that, um, so he wants to start his own business and he said to me, um, like he's sort of starting to take steps towards that and he had that kind of fear come up and he said he, he asked himself, oh, would Brie do it? 
Yeah, like Brie would just jump. Oh, I love that. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, like that's my question. Like I ask myself that all the time. Like would Brie <laughs> do it? And like the answer's always yes. I'm like, fuck. Like that that stopped me. I was like, oh, my God, I didn't even realise that people had taken fuck yeah. that on board. That's so impactful. Yeah. That is incredible. Yeah. How good. Ugh, goosebumps. Oh, I feel the same. <laughs> Isn't it the best? Beautiful. Where can everyone find you? Social media. Uh, social media. I am Instagram, Phoebe Coaching. Mm-hmm. And Facebook, Phoebe Taylor Personal Training and Nutrition. Cool. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll add all the links and whatever else for everyone in Good. the description. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. I um, It, it wows me how far we've both come. Like, yeah, the, yeah. the Brie and Phoebe from like six years ago. No, we couldn't have had this conversation. Yeah, no way. No way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you. So as always, for those of you who maybe are new to the podcast, maybe you've jumped across, maybe one of um, Phoebe's friends, followers, family, whatever, you've jumped across, this is the first time you've tuned into the show, I want to invite you, um, if you kind of vibe with with me, if you vibe with my my work, if you vibe with something I've said, um, please feel free to check out all of my work on social media. Of course, I am the founder of the Live Free Group. Um, the Live Free Group is essentially a trifecta umbrella bit brand um, focused on human optimization, particularly for athletes, entertainers and entrepreneurs. And of course, for the one percenters, the people who are really ready to to step up in life and create something, create the life of their wildest dreams. Um, So of course, we have the Live Free Movement, which is my coaching and consulting uh, for peak performance. We look at uh, mentality, we look at perceptions, we look at those little uh, 1% shifts in mentality, which creates 99% of the results. Um, so you can find all of that stuff on social media by simply searching the Live Free Movement. That's instagram.com forward slash the Live Free Movement. And of course, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Live Free Movement. Uh, we of course have the Live Free Academy, which is focused on athletes, entertainers, entrepreneurs, and influencers influencers who are looking to monetize their passion and take it from kind of a part-time dream to a full-time reality. Um, so we're providing you guys with all sorts of educational events aimed to filling kind of the back-end gaps. So looking at um, contracts, uh, le- the legal foundational knowledge, um, networking, marketing, personal branding, all those things that take something from just being a day-to-day hobby to a full-time passion. And um, we, of course, do have our event, A Brush with the Law, coming up in September 20th. Um, if you're listening to this on the day of release, early bird tickets are still on sale up until the 20th of August. So you literally save 50%. Um, you can get your tickets at www.thelivefreeacademy.com.au. Um, of course, if you have any questions or you want to just have a chat with us and see whether it's the right vibe for you, feel free to email us at hello at thelivefreeacademy.com.au. Um, but a brush with the law, it's going to be epic. We've got um, John McPhail from, he's the head of sports law at Lynch Meyer. Um, he is going to be going over all sorts of um, aspects of foundational legal knowledge, like negotiating contracts, um, looking at what not to put on social media to avoid detracting potential sponsors. 
So he's, a, uh, he's going to use quite a high-profile case study um, to run you through some examples. Of course, I will be presenting uh, on some of the mentality of peak performance. And finally, we have world champion Muay Thai fighter Carly Gangel joining us to talk about time management. Now, Carly is the lady for this job because not only is she maintaining her career as an athlete, but she's also coaching through both Boar's Martial Arts and her founded business, uh, Females Fighting Forward. And on top of that, she has just founded Pride Fight Series and is running that in South Australia and really upping the Muay Thai scene through Pride Fight Series. So if anyone knows um, how to juggle multiple things at once and uh, about time management, it is definitely Carly. And I think this is a prime opportunity for all of you athletes who are trying to juggle um, creating the dream with, you know, your full-time job or your or your side kind of uh, your part-time job, your casual job, whatever it may be. You know, Carly can really show you the best way to make that happen. Um, and finally, of course, if you want to follow along on the podcast itself, the Live Free Experience, uh, our socials, you can find us on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash the Live Free Experience. Now, if you want to follow me personally, you can do so by searching Brianna Bowley on both Facebook and Instagram. So facebook.com forward slash Brianna Bowley coach. And then of course, just Brianna Bowley on Instagram. That's spelt B-R-I-A-N-A-B-O-W-L-E-Y. And uh, until next time, what else is possible?